Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins. Hello, hello, hello. We are nearing, quite literally, right near the end of Girls. We're the penultimate episode, even. Penultimate. I cannot believe it. I'm sad about it. it. I mean... I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings. On one hand, I'm happy to eventually move on to talking about something else. Sure. On one hand, yes. On one hand, yes. But on another hand, like, if the show had, like, four more seasons, I would relish talking about it. Absolutely. Um, Especially because this episode was so top to bottom perfect, I thought. Yeah. I mean... So good. I also feel, you know, it's bittersweet, but we we as a podcast will carry on, keep recording our our next uh, our next phase. And it also frees us up to before or I guess we haven't decided on the the cadence yet, but in addition to talking about this other show, we can be more choosy about like when we want to revisit girls episodes like exactly which, which ones we revisit and how. This is also the first episode we've recorded since the news of Lena Dunham's new Netflix show dropped. Oh my god, yeah. Which is very exciting. Wait, it, it hasn't come out yet? No, so it's, it I don't think it's even filming. started filming yeah. yet. It has been written from what When you I, said dropped, I was like, wait. No, they just announced that Lena Dunham, in collaboration with her husband, have created a new Netflix show called Too Much which stars Meg Stalter from Hacks and like a like she's like one of the like front-facing insta comedian girlies um as a lightly fictionalized version of Lena who leaves New York after kind of hitting a creative rut moves to the UK and finds like this weird British guy that she falls in love with who is played by Will Sharp from White Lotus, who's a very funky man. You know what I'm wishing, though? Like, I have one big fear. Okay. I guess two big fears. And one is that it's going to be too rom-com and too kind of, let's really give this... I think Shrill kind of fell into this, where it's like, let's give this character a shot. And it kind of made them, like, one-dimensional in doing that. Like, it's just, this is a character who we're all rooting for. You know? Yeah, I can. I can see that. I have storyline kind of sounds that way, you know? Yeah, I have. I do have faith in Lena. Yeah. To stick the landing on this. I think we got a very like Netflix, like family friendly tagline for what I'm Mm -hmm. sure is going to be a very like thorny show. I hope like it's I hope you can still make that like I don't really want to see like I love Meg Stalter I think she's hilarious love Lena also obviously Mm -hmm. but I'm not in the mood for like a you know unlikely quirky girl meets hunky hunky guy and they fall madly in love and there's like one problem but then it gets solved yeah I I have yeah the premise is very simple on paper and I'm excited to see where it actually ends up going because yeah. there has to be a twist. Like you think about girls itself, the premise is four girls in the city. 
that's very similar to Sex in the City, but there is obviously such a difference between those two shows. You're very right. I'm and not like, giving her enough credit. I think it's definitely going to be different than something like, I don't know, Starstruck, which I haven't seen, so I can't really speak to the quality of that. But like other like rom com TV shows, oh, like she's not making the Mindy Project. Honestly, I love the Mindy Project, so even if she was. Okay. I'm a longtime Mindy Kaling I'm skeptic. suspect of her, but I, the Mindy Project was like everything, you know, if you're going to make a sitcom show, it was the best kind of sitcom show. Okay. I can get behind that. I do like, um, I always call it sexual college girls. <laughs> Sex <laughs> lives of college girls. Okay. Quite a bit. Mindy um, Project is better, I think, in my humble opinion. It, maybe it's I less stuck with it. I watched it that first season. We when we were in high school, I think it started mm-hmm. airing, and I was you... not pleased with it. Okay, I think maybe I, I watched it like when I first moved to New York. Embarrassing. Um, but <laughs> I think what's the difference is is uh the Mindy Project is like aware of its cloyingness like it's cloying but it knows it and it's not shy about it and it kind of makes fun of it almost or just doesn't shy away from those tropes whereas sex lives with college girls is cloying and it doesn't know it and it's do you know what i mean like i i 100 which bothers me about that show it also feels very like um i don't think we've ever really made a realistic college show Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong because I've not seen every TV show ever made, but like <laughs> sex, Why not? sexual, I keep calling it that, the sex lives of college girls does not seem to me to be a very realistic depiction of college. Def- it's definitely, but I don't even need that, you know? It, mm-hmm. It's sort of like a goofy Kimmy Schmidt version of college, you know? Yeah, and I have my problems with Kimmy Schmidt. I do too. It, it's another, well, I guess Kimmy Schmidt knows it's cloying too, but I don't like that kind of. Yeah. And, and I like that brain trust a lot. Like Tim or 30 Rock is one of my absolute 30 favorite, favorite, favorite shows. Um, For whatever reason, Kimmy Schmidt does not spark joy in the same way for me. Even like Girls 5 Eva, which is also from that same team, I enjoy a lot more. Maybe like. I don't know. I think Kimmy Schmidt let I don't remember the name of the lead. Oh, Ellie Kemper. Yes, of course. Her name. It's it's I'm surprised it's not burned into my brain. Well, remember um, when she was allegedly lady. outed as like a daughter of the KKK? Yes, yeah. And that just kind of was swept under the rug. I hear do infomercials on my podcast breaks mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> yep. She's out and about. Yeah. Um, but I think just her being the lead kind of gives it a tone I'm not crazy about you know yeah I mean the tone is crazy like that show but not a good crazy I don't know yeah it's it's not um I think the premise is kind of unworkable with that show it is such a dark core conceit Mm -hmm. that as wacky and as childish and as naive as you make it it doesn't really work I think I don't know. I think my problem was just it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's not funny. No, it, that, it's maybe not that's funny. It. <laughs> Simply unfunny. There are some great performances on that show that are just not. And also, like some like there are some great jokes there. Like 
I think about the Pinot Noir song a lot. Like Titus Burgess does like he sings a song called Pinot Noir that is it's it's I, I would say it's widely circulated on online channels and would I would recommend seeking that out just as a piece of musical comedy. And okay. Jane Krakowski is awesome, but like she's amazing. No, I don't know. Yeah. That was Kimmy Schmidt minute. We talked about a show that Kimmy was Schmidt. on for forty four we seasons need to do, four years ago. We're gonna do that every week, our our Schmidt minute, our Kimmy Schmidt, where we where we talk about. I would I the, the thought of rewatching that show just to have something to talk about every week fills nope. me with like like a ma- like I waste so much time as it is. I cannot add Kimmy Schmidt to like the marshmallow no. fluff. But we are adding not an equally st- a different kind of stupid into our uh weeks soon Same. with our new show. But when can we tell like, people what we're doing? Should we? It, it's the delightful kind of stupidity that everyone will love. Yeah, I think it. I think this could be a fun week. Our little Christmas present to everyone. Okay, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So Drew and I, we haven't come up with the uh, when or anything beyond the core concept, but girls' room will soon pivot to drumroll. Gossip Girl, yay! We're gonna original, watch... original, yeah, original recipe. Oh my god, could you imagine us recapping the new Gossip Girl? <laughs> Look, there were things to like about it, um, but there is just so much more to discuss with the original text. The original I mean, text is like the foundation for everything. So there, it's the foundation for everything. There, and if I, Girls is the so Bible, the Gossip Girl is like. Another religious, the Torah, (laughs) yeah, it's like another religious text that um, really shapes our beautiful world fabric. I would argue that girls is the Torah and gossip girls. No, no, no. I don't know what I would argue, you know? I'm going to put the religious metaphors aside and just um, yeah, just share that news. I'm excited. I really... We're very excited to go on this journey with everyone. Um, Like we said, the timeline for when we start it is a little up in the air right now it's going to be like sometime or sometime in the winter 2024 yeah i mean sure. and we're not we're not abandoning girls completely as i've said yeah. i'm sure a hundred times because it's still fun to talk about and like i think we should definitely recap whether it's like main or bonus episodes too much when it comes out though i don't think that's coming out until q4 2024 oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah I, I, we'll have away. a lot of material yeah um, but start watching OG Gossip Girl yeah. over your holiday break. Um, tell your friends, tell, tell your loved ones, tell your enemies. Um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I honestly, I we started our girls podcast, I think, before the girls revival. We predicted it. I'm just going to say it. Yes. And I think that our Gossip Girl pivot could presage a gossip girl vival yeah i think there are cur- there are a lot of cultural moments right now that i think are leading into gossip girl revivalism like there may or may not be a recession there's something about the current moment that feels very bush era which perfect okay. gossip girl vibes um and like 
Indie Slee, they said Indie Slees was coming back. I don't think it ever like fully came back, but I do think it is about to fully come back. And you know what's really, really pushing me into this thought? Say it. Taylor Swift's Instagram. Have you noticed her new posts are all like heavily Insta-filtered, like party candids. So true. Yeah. It's very kind of like, misshapes in a way like a little bit more like early like almost like 2013 2014 but like there is enough of an indie sleaze to it that I think we're gonna get that era again like we're about to see like gross filters come back in a big way one one hopes uh or maybe not but I don't know Taylor's always been like tumblery girly pie but I don't know I'm also people have been um talking a lot about Serena and Blair as yeah. like style icons which they are which they are and I don't know we're going to um be the best darn gossip girl podcast you've ever heard yes we're get jazz we got some exciting guests uh in the pipeline for that some exciting new formats potentially <laughs> Yeah, we, we got to work out the details, but we... And I'm just going to... I'm I'm saying this on mic to so. commit to this. Because if I don't say it out loud, I'm never going to be held accountable. And I do welcome DMs that... Like, hate <laughs> mail DMs. I do welcome this. There will be a new theme song for the next season. Oh, my God. There will be a new theme song. It will hey, likely we not... We talked about that. Yeah, but like I think we're going to switch from the current um cute stock music that we're currently <laughs> using um for like something something a little bit more like festive and fun. So we'll yeah, Julia and I will talk off mic about this, but I think it is time for something. I think Gabe could even make it. He he's got a lot going on right now, but Gabe Gabe's not knows how to do the beep boops. All right. We're gonna touch base on some beep boops. We're gonna get get into some composition. <laughs> How did I not think about this before? I think it's a good opportunity. Like, even if we just, well, I don't want to, I guess I don't care that much about licensing fees, even though I probably should as a former music licensing professional, but like, here's Crisis Twink for so many years, I used an Annie song uh, that was not that was released and then taken away because of like label issues. I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. You know how um on SUP, our favorite podcast, mm-hmm. when they do and just like that, they have this kind of like sex in the city like music. Yeah. We could get Gabe to do something that's similar to the do 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 do. You know, you love me. And then yeah. we go. You know, you love me, XOXO girls room. That's perfect. Okay. All right. Well, and if perfect. we don't do that, um, you didn't hear this at all. But I think it's a good idea and very doable. Very doable. Can you tell we're excited? I like it's it's a very, very great show near and dear to both of our hearts. And I think we have a wonderful perspective on it. Yes. I'm and- talking to you, the listener, right now. Just an FYI, um, this is not skin I'm peeling. It's actually a uh, pimple patch. I don't know oh, if you saw me do that. I didn't see you do that, actually. Okay. Well, patch you, is like... It's a very long... It's a patch pimple patch. So if you yeah. have like a patch of pimples in one area, 
I just didn't want you to think I had like some disgusting skin hanging off. No, 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 right no. Along. That's a very um not noticeable patch. I have seen a lot of people lean into the like colored stars as pimple patches. Um, like they're um, making they're wearable uh-uh. art. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's like, look, I bought something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a little um yeah, look, it's a <laughs> look I bought. You never want anything you have to be like, look, I bought something. <laughs> look, I ordered but this mine. <laughs> it does feel very like Olivia Rodrigo core. I'm mm-hmm. like the sour album cover, but I'm like, why are you as a 30 year old mm-hmm. putting stickers on your face? Yeah, it, like, you know, it's a bit, I thought it was, it is cute if you're of a certain age. And by that, I mean like, I don't know, tween, teen, yeah. or something like that. But, and you I, know what? I would even say it was cute when it first came out. But now that it's such a thing that everyone knows about, it, it is very, look, I bought something. Yeah. And also, like, I think it's for home. Like, I just was at an airport. This is what's really triggering the stars for me. Like, mm-hmm. people treat airports and plane rides as personal dressing rooms. And I think that's really weird. I, I think it's not. It's not right. Um, Just airport etiquette in general. Can we just... Can we figure yeah. something out? Can I we mean, I thought COVID that? was going to make things better, but it has made things like demonstrably no. worse i think People in so are many ways socially i don't know handicapped. Yeah. but i just don't like air, i think planes are gross why would you do a full face mask and constantly be like crimping <gasps> and stuff on a plane i think that's so <sighs> gross i i mean here's what i'll say if you're in your little cubicle in first class sure i maybe sure. maybe i get why you would be like well i'm basically at a spa <laughs> let's luxuriate but if you are in economy my friend you have no business putting your little eye patches on <laughs> no the average person cannot get away with behavior like that like it's no, just not this um... isn't a bathroom sweetheart yeah <laughs> and now see this is like we're giving an elder we're giving almost a boomer perspective with that take, but like yeah, I do think I it must be care. said. Like I mean, listen to us. We're we're <laughs> with that and our our uh, pimple patch hate. <laughs> we're fifty five. I just like we're concerned citizens. Yeah, coming I mean, from a place of radical empathy and love for for the people of the world, the children of the world. Exactly. You know, if you have honestly a wearing a little heart on my cheek where I have a zit something i might have done one calendar year ago yeah maybe yeah probably not but maybe and that that heart goes out to to the world to the the tattered millions yeah i do i do plenty of things that i think are lame so i don't i don't um oh one thousand percent um we should get into it since you have your heart out oh yeah we should we really can go on a tangent it's i know Uh, so we must must go on a tangent about about our girls right so last episode hannah and adam spent the day cosplaying parenthood together before finally parting ways um jessa meanwhile lashed out and worried and hooked up with a guy in a bathroom before regretting it um and shosh unwittingly facilitated a romance between ray and her former boss Abigail and it was really cute and they had a cute kiss on a Ferris wheel 
Love that. Okay. I will say between that episode and the episode we're about to discuss, I would love like a little uh, insight on how much time has passed because it feels like three years. Not really. It feels yeah. like it feels like several months. I think we're meant to think it's around four months um, because Hannah's like noticeably more pregnant, pregnant, True. like. I think she's in her third trimester as opposed to her first trimester for most of the season. Mm-hmm. And that time jump is the only thing that makes sense to me as a justification for like why she would not know what anyone else is up to. Yeah, like you got to deal with your whole pregnancy thing. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like using the belly as a time signifier. Yeah. But you know what, I don't really know what a stomach looks like throughout pregnancy, but I think you might be right, like, three months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's definitely in, like, she, Lena has not been wearing a pregnant, like, a pregnancy pad mm-hmm. in other episodes, and she, like, certainly was this episode. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. But... Um, so, on that note, we should start with Hannah. Uh, we open on her walking through a campus upstate she's you know has her cute little pregnant belly she looks she honestly again i the makeup all hands off to the makeup department because she looks very glowy oh yeah Um, totally radiant and she's barred you know what it was probably barred i have no idea but that's a maybe unspoken barred it was so pretty though i like i've never been to upstate and i'm like dying to go (laughs) to like these little like Next time, oh, I would sounds. I would love to go upstate with you if you're around in the Let's area for an extended period. But I something else that says Bard is she. Well, first of all, she's walking around in this kind of like she feels like she's um, like an elder, you mm-hmm. know, not like an elder, but like oh, like just so so wise, you know. You could see it in her eyes, and then she passes these. Uh, students who one of them has like cat ears on and the other I don't know they, they're very clearly like the costume assignment was hipster like yeah. 2010s hipster uh and she they're like talking about polyamory and she gives them the, gives them some unsolicited advice about uh holding on to friendship I thought this was once again genius of Lena and like a perfect kind of premonition of the and I'm saying this in a vacuum with no judgment whatsoever. The cat-eared, blue-haired, polyamorous, <laughs> liberal Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I mean, she got it. She clocked him real yeah. good with this one. But that that was even before, like maybe it wasn't before that was a thing. It feels like a very like neutral look at it, you know? Oh yeah, very neutral. Like I think a lot of this came to a head. Um, do you remember the first time you came on? crisis twin my other podcast mm-hmm. before this and we talked about cat boys yes of course how could i forget this is like a pre she kind of like pre-figured the cat boy wow this a little bit i i think we she's just always been so boys. online in ways that like are not annoying when they bear out in the show themselves but she is she has her finger on the pulse of not even the moment, like the very second she's reading something. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she really does in a way that I'm like, your brain, she's beautiful. She's perfect. I love her. Um, 
But she is, she's then interviewed for uh, a professorship by Ann Dowd, uh, who says she's looking for an infusion of internet. Yeah. And I, I didn't catch exactly what the line was, but uh, Drew, what, 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 I don't even, I kind of just looked up and she was saying it. Yeah, she's talking about like how she wants to hire Hannah because she's like a fucking hot shot um, who like writes like, with a lot of vitality and then compares her to a quote young cock it's like right that was it the vitality that's so, so shocking i mean yeah like what kind i don't know that's, i really would love to know what school she's basing this off of i mean she is kind of like old hannah though in a lot of ways like that is absolutely like hannah's basically talked about her like pussy to her yeah whole, like throughout her academic career thus far like this is just okay. hannah in 30 years 35 <laughs> yeah, this, years this school is a good place for her yeah this um, was ridiculous to me though because hannah does not have an mfa hannah has a bachelor's in the portfolio and is getting a some sort of like adjunct or assistant professorship that's stable enough for her to buy a house yeah i mean it's important to remember that and I even forgot. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, she she has her whole Iowa thing. No, she did not graduate. <laughs> she's a she's a one. She stayed there for two months and dropped out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But at the same time, I can see this like, I don't know. Let's call it Bard. Bard being like, we need to hire this extremely online millennial writer because this is the future. It, you know, it was very, at the time, it was very, this is the future. Yeah. But it, yeah, I can I can buy that. And Bard, they do things a little differently over there. So yeah. I, I know one sense, thing I about Bard, which I, I don't, <laughs> it's that they do things a little differently. Um, but she says she wants Hannah to show the students the meat and the guts of the internet, which again, just, just... <laughs> so stupid and so like hilariously of its time very of its time in that like if this conversation had happened in 2016 2017 it would have been like eight years behind the time yes yeah so funny i the biggest um laugh moment for me this whole episode was her intimating that she had hooked up with norman mailer and then revealing that nope it was um, his friend named jeff Wait, yeah, she goes, um, you know Norman Mailer? And um and I was like, uh, yeah. And she said, he had a friend named Jeff who was crazy about me. So funny. <laughs> great turn. Great uh, what do you call that? A cameo kind of like support. No, role. no, no. It's when you no great oh, bait up. and switch. Bait and yes, switch. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. I was um this was a great cameo though. Like I've seen Ann Dowd in like The Leftovers and Handmaid's Tale and any mm -hmm. number of other, you know, media properties that are just dour, dour, dour. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen her in like a straight comedic role like this. And she's so funny. Yeah, I mean, so good. Yeah. The other big laugh I had um this episode was Hannah walking through um like Hudson or wherever she is um looking at this Audra Lord quote that some like white mm -hmm. barista is like painting onto a coffee shop blackboard and then the immediate smash cut to her listening to 23 by Miley Cyrus yeah I, I'd say needle drop of the week I mean it's tough to say but 
that that's was, a deep uh, pander to me specifically too because if uh, i had one awesome. single song that was the sound of my freshman year of college it was 23 it's a really fun song it's i so um, good. yeah i she's i think i can't remember the name of the magazine she's reading but it's something like poetry weekly or something yeah <laughs> something um, very respectable yeah but just just really funny really great yeah. and then she gets the call uh mid magazine that she's got the job and she says she wants to take um 24 hours to think it over which very mature decision on our girls. very mature decision so um, the rest of the episode is kind of a series of her like her goodbye tour i mean this the title of this episode is goodbye tour but like we start with her and Elijah touching base and mm-hmm. he's predictably not super receptive at first. Yeah. Um, um, he says like, what are you going to do up there all day? Like teach and eat and write and like own a home <laughs> or, or live in a house. Um, and, and she's, she's like, like yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I really like this moment because it was so uh, such a real kind of point you reach I guess in your 20s unless you're I don't know if you have uh if you're a woman of of great means you reach a point where you're like wow this is really hard to live here and make a living and she says at one point New York hasn't brought me anything but misery yeah yeah I don't know yeah it's like I watching it as a 28 year old um felt differently about it than I watched when I watched it as a what I don't know how old I was yeah I think there's a point in which watching Hudson would have made me be like oh this is cute but now I'm like oh that sounds like heaven on earth (laughs) yeah I don't even feel that way I'm like I I don't know I would love to live in the city for ebbs if I had the means to do so but I also want like a family so yeah we'll see if i can square the two yeah can't she have it all i don't know <laughs> if i had the ability to come to new york and like sing a beautiful acapella rendition of cool for the summer from an adjacent room though to soothe mm-hmm. your soul i would do that thank like, you just help me make the decision with uh the sweet sounds of demi lovato yeah um, I like the little nod yeah. that he unfollowed her on Instagram because she was getting too dark. Wait, I didn't hear that. Also very ahead of the time. Very, yeah. very ahead of the time. I mean, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so also, funny. when he was singing, Elijah, I mean, for those who maybe didn't watch the episode, if so, why are you listening? But, um, actually, no, keep listening. <laughs> please yeah you're here uh when you hear your family um when he's singing cool for the summer it made me think has this song played in another episode because it felt like it felt full circle for some reason i'm sure it has dm us if you know yeah like please because we're historians to an extent like Mm -hmm. we we have our blind spots yeah this was so I love like an acapella ballad version of a pop song and it's always funny to me um I also I love that it kept playing uh just for a slight moment 
after yeah when she, she goes to meet like tad yeah it just felt like a funny moment um she's calling marnie and shosh and no one's picking up because she's having this crisis and you know as one does you call all your friends and you know have them hope ask them to make the decision for you and they can't but you know a girl like hannah she kind of needs a sounding board and and no one's answering yeah but she does get one in tad her dad and his lovely partner so funny um it's just a little cameo but um his i did like his partner saying if he'd ever left the city he wouldn't have met tad on gay.com gay.com uh, i that love gay.com every time um yeah so they're like go for it um move upstate we'll like we'll bring you culture we'll just hop on the train and bring you culture i don't know i thought it was a very sweet moment very uh, sweet moment uh and then hannah is in i don't i don't enchantments remember. yes oh, mm-hmm. i've definitely been in that store yeah um, it's like basically just like claire's right something like it I, yeah. she, I think she's triggered by these two young girls who are like new to the city and mm-hmm. talking about how you know they're they're so happy to be there together and they're best friends and blah 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 and she she like can't take it so she she walks out and then she and elijah have this nice little moment um where he reveals that he had stolen a box of yogurts and they they laugh and they kind of have this realization like this isn't you know we can't yeah. we're not going to be able to do this when you move forever yeah the little pieces of friendship that when you're long distance you can't do and that is sad i don't think i realized that they made a pact to move to new york together Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't either. Yeah, maybe this is this was revealed this episode. Like he's recounting this tale of them on St. Mark's Place. Um and they're like drunk and like making this pact, and then he reveals that he has chlamydia and he got it from like a McDonald's toilet. Oh good. Uh, I'm... Funny, funny, funny. Yeah. I um oh, but what happens next? Hannah's on the subway and she's something that never happens she um unless it's not happening to me but she <laughs> she's across the uh subway car from this guy and they might make eye contact and he does this flirty little wave and they have this they're mouthing a conversation to each other and he's like get off at the next stop. i don't know whatever yeah and then they stand up and he sees that she has a pregnant belly and he he says something like, uh oh uh, ma'am do you need any help getting up the stairs and this is after she said to elijah um or i don't remember but she says pre before in the episode like no guy's gonna want to be with me with this belly yeah at that unfortunate moment just you know in her mind is proving that right it's so hard to watch it's so hard to watch and like you know it it's like something you think is gonna be like the magic of new york like meet cute mm-hmm. and then like like so many things the rug is pulled out from underneath you and the the floor is cold yep i mean yeah i don't know i i think i said out loud like oh oh <laughs> um, so she's very grumpy when she runs into caroline and yeah. sable i the, yeah um 
so Caroline has come back to New York after like going upstate um and she's now on the right cocktail of pills um and she had a short but powerful stay in the hospital and she's beat her postpartum depression slash psychosis and she is back in business oh girl yeah um this was alarming you know <laughs> caroline's baddie as ever yeah i love that we got this last look at her yeah it was a nice little happy end. i everyone in this episode gets a fairly happy ending except for marnie sort of mm. yeah they, they they all get an ending you know yeah. like the the bow is tied the bow is definitely tied um but like just seeing Caroline not in the throes of like mania yeah was sweet even if she's giving Hannah some like very generic advice about like needing to fly and then getting mad when she like starts walking away and she's like you don't need to fly so soon (laughs) yeah I you know I could not deal with a person like Caroline in my life I just no 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 no. um that is so, okay. I can put up with with a lot, but I can't put up with that. So <laughs> Hannah shows up at Shosha's apartment after like getting curved all day. And surprise, she's getting married. And not only is she getting married, she's having a full ass party that Hannah wasn't invited to. Maybe Hannah's worst nightmare um yeah. all of her friends are at this party she she starts seeing one by one her friends pop out of the corner oh my god elijah's there and wait jessa and marnie everyone is there except for hannah and yeah. um, she sees shosh and she's like what you had a party and didn't tell me and shosh fires back yeah well you're pregnant and you didn't tell me so i guess that's what we are to each other and that kind of Fair. sets the uh this the slow uh unraveling of of these girls friendships that happens yeah. at that so marnie comes in so it, it it's important to note that marnie jessa and elijah are all here like hannah's the only I mean, one who didn't get invited so it's also important to note that um marnie uh notes the detail to hannah that Shosh is marrying a guy named Byron who she met at a Sprinkles vending machine getting cupcakes. Very Shosh. I know. And I love uh, Marnie when she gives that detail. She does it with, like with a smile. Like she, that's her dream meet cute. Yeah. So funny. God damn it, Marnie. Uh... Damn it, Marnie. I, I don't so, know. So she does make them all congregate in Shosh's like sh- true shithole bathroom. <laughs> Like no, I can't say a word because it looked looked just as good. No, enough. every every New York bathroom looks like that. <laughs> like I was in my brother's like lovely, lovely uh Upper East Side apartment over the weekend, and his bathroom was like I would say even maybe slightly nicer than this, but like you know, not much. I mean, no, it, it's tough. Yeah, um, her apartment does look. I mean, maybe it's the champagne flutes and waiters everywhere, but her she, she looks like she's leveled up. Yeah, Josh, um, definitely. Well, she's yeah, like double income, no kids now. With uh, she's, she's dink. I hate dink. that shit. Oh my! It's also okay. Can just brief pause on dink. I 
it, it is it's such a naive way to uh talk about that situation that i'm also in but what are you not saving money anyway yeah. i don't know i mean like you got to save money for the future like you can't just go oh, to mykonos to... all the time yeah, yeah so like, but uh, some people are going to like pv and like all these other places like we're being boomers again <laughs> i know we are being boomers again and i'm really like I'm really just talking about dink gays too. Like I'm, I'm being myopic. Ugh, I, you know, it's not, it's not good with the dink straights either. No. What's happening um, with your four hundred one k girl? Anyway, <laughs> um, so Marnie makes them all co- congregate in the bathroom, and you know, obviously, just a crazy move at Shosha's engagement party. Yeah. Or at any party, but geez, um, and Marnie opens with if I've learned anything from my online therapist I love this Marnie's online therapist as kind of a motif throughout the later seasons yeah very funny um at one point Shosh raises her hand and Marnie says yes Shosh and thank you so much for raising your hand um but they all kind of go around and say like their feelings and you know how they feel slighted yeah and like Shosh says, um, Shosh wants everyone to just call it. And she says that they can't hang out together because they can't be in the same room without one of them making it completely about themselves. She like calls the dynamic boring. And all these other girls who are at the party who are like stable and pretty and like yeah. the pretty thing was so rude. Yeah. I mean, she says, she says, you see those girls out there, those pretty girls with jobs and like purses and nice personalities those are my new friends which i will say harsh but honestly good for her i know as a like fellow i don't know jewish american princess light like that's kind of what you want is just a job and a purse and a nice personality sometimes that's just what i think that's your base level need that should be a good base level need i think yeah um wait speaking well the a i should just say this is a perfect Shosh final scene. Yes. Like, she doesn't get any lines after this, but, like, what a way to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, allegedly, over the weekend, when we were in New York, my mom saw Zosha Mamet on the street. I I really hope she did. I really I, hope it wasn't. We were walking place. by the plaza. Can you tell I had a tourist weekend? <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention, but, like apparently she was That's amazing i don't know why she whipped in at the plaza but i mean why not why, why not a, a business meeting over tea that would be nice that sounds very zosha a zosha city girl why not? Um, um so what next hannah reveals to marnie and jessa that she's leaving new york and like says <laughs> that like she saw a man shit in the street on the way over there and she just like can't be in an environment where like people take shits on the street yeah oh my god i mean this whole bit about how that was when it kind of all came into focus for her was very funny so Um, funny and then what comes after that is so first of all elijah busts in and he says he got the part and he he says they'll he calls them feckless whores in a very jokey way. Yeah. Um, but and then Hannah says, This place smells like pussy cream and I wish I was dead. <laughs> she leaves. 
Um, and then it's just Jessa and Marnie. Jessa, or yeah, Jessa looks at Marnie. She's like, "You shit in the street, right? Like you're telling me every shit you've ever taken has been on a toilet." And Marnie says, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> oh. And then Marnie kicks her out. Yeah, she Marnie's says, "Like I need I the need room the to room. process." She's... I need the room. It's it's very. Uh... Oh my god! Commandeering the bathroom at a party where there are like forty five people uh-huh. that would drive me fucking batshit. I need the room awful um the sweetest moment of the episode to me was just a hannah scene yeah um this made me cry i know it definitely gave me goosebumps um they apologize to one another hannah's like i don't even know what we're fighting about anymore like you don't need to apologize and then uh jessa gives hannah a little a baby dress yeah (laughs) and um hannah tells jessa the first time she's ever told anyone that she's having a boy and they kind of just this very sweet tearful moment yeah and then jessa like comes clean that she like quit school because she wasn't ready to help people which she wasn't yeah (laughs) and she like took a look in the mirror and is trying to figure herself out more. Yeah, I they they those great lines in their little back and forth. Um, it's like a great mix between funny and not self serious, but also just really uh emotional and real. Yeah, Hannah says when she says she had she's having a boy, she's like, yeah, well, like, what am I gonna do with a boy? What if I raise him perfectly, but he rapes a bajillion people and runs a lawnmower over a town? Which, real fears valid honestly, fears. real fears um do you think adam and jessa stayed together because we never I, get a definitive answer i think maybe maybe not because at one point jessa reveals that she's been waiting outside of shoshas for like hours i don't think that's something you would do if you had a partner and adam's not at the party either oh that's a good point adam's not at the party yeah She's, and she's kind of partying like a single person. Yeah. I think he kind of, I think, I think they broke up. Yeah. I think, I think that's safe to assume. Um, it was for the best. They were really awful together, but like, yeah, together. it's tough to like blow up a friendship over nothing. And I think there is like that subtext in Jemima Kirk's performance mm-hmm. that carries through pretty nicely. And I think that's also maybe why they can kind of make up and be friends again. You know, there's no longer this barrier that no matter how hard you try is going to be, you know, a pain point. Um, And then the way the episode ends, again, goosebumps. All four girls are dancing separately at the party um you see marnie giving people her business card i think she has like a a little case with her yeah um and shosh is being all lovey-dovey with her fiance byron hannah's just kind of smiling watching it all jess is making new friends it's a i'm getting goosey's just talking about it it was a sweet moment this would have been a perfect finale it really would have been. I get why she didn't end the show like this. Mm-hmm. Because I think this would be the very 
easy way to end it. Um, and I think the next episode is so challenging and interesting, even if it's not like perfect. Mm-hmm. But as like a a wrap on like the main series itself, yeah, this is pretty close to perfect. Mm-hmm. Season six is good, I think. Like that, the no, there I- are like two or three episodes at the beginning. They're kind of like mid. I hate saying that word, but like everything else is close to a stone cold classic for me. Yeah, I'm absolutely having a season six renaissance i'm i enjoyed every episode almost every episode we talked about with the exception of like like i really looking back did not like american bitch okay every See, time i, I still it, love that but i was like just i don't know there were a few episodes that had that kind of tone that i didn't like but overall so, like the season Yeah we should probably move on to final segments we should wow we're, and we're good on time how about that how about that i'm sorry like, people are probably like you're rushing you're rushing but like no. we did the holidays are crazy everyone and i unfortunately have somewhere to be um, no worries um okay which girl are you in this episode marnie down marnie down um i I'm very much a like let's huddle kind of person. I'm so conflict avoidant and so big into conflict resolution. Um, I also love pastels. So this was this was very, very Marnie for me. And also like the end of the episode when she's handing out business cards and like kind of dancing for three guys who are just like yes. kind of looking at her is unfortunately extremely me. So th- for these reasons. Can I just say the way Allison Williams dances as Marnie is so good. She's brilliant, brilliant performer. This kind of thing, this kind of hand. What what do you call this? Like hand rolls. Like they're kind of like it's like um the Barry Manilow Copacabana kind of yeah. dance. Like that. So good. Kind of like paired with a mini crump. It was really really perfect. Someone who was absolutely raised on like early 2000s hip-hop dance videos but cannot replicate yeah. it herself like me myself as well so so good just like i mean I, oh my god i'm not saying this about you but someone with no real freedom in movement you know that's someone- fair to say about me too i got like <laughs> dinged by a former dance teacher for being um not flexible enough to succeed <laughs> so. wow that's a really mean thing to say well yeah maybe they were right not- i think honesty is appreciated in their field of art so you don't get your hopes up that's a really good point also um i think i was maybe a little bit of hannah uh calling her girlfriends incessantly and being like i have a problem call me back (laughs) i felt that yeah and if your girls aren't there that is like one of the most like anxiety inducing feelings I i totally get her like city-wide pacing that she was doing oh yeah it's like especially she's having like a life-altering you know she doesn't have a partner to turn to she's really she needs her girlies and no one's answering no one that yeah. would that would send me into a spiral for sure oh 100 um what about the fit checks okay i loved um <laughs> hannah's overalls which make her kind of look like um dw from 
Arthur, but also Meg from Family Guy, but also, yeah. according to Shosh, a teen mom. Okay, that's so funny. Like, truly, like, a, like, trifecta of Frump. Yeah. <laughs> well, DW's a kindergartner, but, like... Yeah, we can't, we can't say that, but... <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I thought that was a brilliant piece of costuming. Um, I really was stuck in time with Shosha's like macrame engagement dress like oh yeah I feel like that kind of like tricky woven um like kind of see-throughy dress was everywhere in 2017 like yes very like self-portrait yes oh my god I was just gonna say self-portrait okay she totally works it though and I oh she looks great I do like self-portrait most of the time that kind of thing's not for me but I see that the girlies are still making those oh yeah no they're everywhere and you can see people out and about in the wild in them too but like this was such a like stuck in time dress for me though again it did work on her and she looked great if I saw her wearing that to her engagement party in 2023 I think it suited her so well that I wouldn't question it yeah I agree and then Shosh was my MVP as well for just like mm-hmm. being the most mature person ever and like just putting everyone out of their misery. Yeah. And getting engaged. Yeah. Having a meet cute at a sprinkles vending machine. Like iconic. What's not to love? And I, for the first time ever, did not have an LVP this episode. Okay. I. Honestly, I'm going to say Hannah's probably the LVP just because she spent so much of the episode in a state of uh, just total, you know, distress and panic. Yeah. Objectively, she was, she, she, but she, she came out not on top, but she came out in a good place. I think she came out pretty close to on top because guess who's a homeowner? She's a homeowner and she has a job. I forgot those two big parts. It was productive mania. Yeah. You know, maybe there are no LVPs, but I do think MVP. I mean, it's definitely. How about Elijah? Because he he got the part. He got the part. Sample also could be MVP because her mom came back. That's true, but I worry for him. Yeah. Wait, a sample? I think Sample's a girl, right? Really? I think so. I like that boy. I thought it was like Sample. No, because her middle name is like Hannah Jessa or something. Oh, right. Yeah, no, yeah. you're so Of course. Not saying right. that that can't be a bully's middle name. Or Sample is like kind of masculine, in my opinion. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of like it as a masculine name, too. But I, I just like it as a name, as people have um, shit on me for, but. Sample. It's a beautiful name. Ah, beautiful episode too. I can't believe we're almost at the end. I know. I mean, closer than closer than ever before. Yeah, (laughs) I I'm fearful, but I'm happy we're here. I know. So, just to let everyone know about our schedule for the rest of the year, um, there is not. We're we're off next week for the holidays. We will both be traveling um, and will not be available to record. So this is the last episode for 2023, but we will be back the first week of January with 
our final girls episode. Yay! Yay! Um, thank you everyone for all the sweet comments this year. People have been so kind with the ratings and reviews, and you should keep doing that in the spirit of giving this holiday season. Um, <laughs> but this is very fun to do, and I'm very thankful for Julia. Me too. I'm thankful for you too, Drew. I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for um, our wonderful listeners. All I want for Christmas is ratings and reviews. And also (laughs) our guests too. Our guests have been so much fun. Oh my God, how could I forget? They really um, do add so much. Yes, completely. But um, with that, I hope everyone, we hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season get some sort of joy and comfort over the next few days and we will see you all on january 5th yay Bye. bye